Hi, I'm Lanny. And I'm Chud X. And this is The World As It Is Today. Hey, we're back from our vacation. Yeah, that was the first time we've missed a week since we started. It, it was, and it feels like it's a long time, like we're starting this over from scratch. Oh, yeah. We've, <laughs> we've done nothing so far. Now, this will be uh, episode 22, right? I think so. And then... So our last episode was with Emmanuel and Mimi, is that right? Yep. Yeah. And so we haven't done a solo episode for even longer. And I think that's why, for me, it feels like it's been a that's long time. That's why it feels like it's been a while. Yeah, even though we've been doing other stuff. I mean, of course, you're um, famous on the world as it is, or on the Deborah Gets Red Pilled and Into the Super Apocalypse famous. podcast. And um, I am now famous of doing one thing by myself without you. The legit bat, uh, legit yeah. bat and Andy Rouse and all those cool cats. Yeah. Andy from deep share invited us to come on something that I think ended up then switching hands and being hosted by legit bat and with a bunch of other cool people I can't think of. And you could probably remember. Um, and who was it? Who was it? Uh, you had, uh, um, what's his name from, uh, forbidden knowledge oh, news, Ma- Ma- Matthew? Ma- uh, Chris, Ma- Chris, Chris Matthews or something like that. And then, um, uh, who else is there? I haven't, uh, Oh, the fun, the guy, Buckley and Ron. Right? Oh yeah. Buckley and Ron from wicked planet. And there was, um, the, my family thinks I'm crazy guy. Oh yeah. Mark and, Palmer. And there was, um, um, other people, this is great content. So <laughs> uh, and the legit, legit bad guys. And it seems like there was someone else that I didn't really Andy know. Andy Rouse from Deep Share. I only listened to the audio later. Yeah, there was, um, two other people. There was, oh, oh, the Big Dumb Podcast. Oh yeah, Kyle. Kyle. I liked Big him Big Dumb a lot. Kyle. Big Dumb Kyle. And, um, and then someone else that I liked that I kind of didn't catch the name of his stuff and I was going to go back to watch it so I could look him up send him a message. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was great. I listened to it. It was, uh, you guys went in a lot of really cool directions. I really liked, the only thing I didn't really like was you guys went into the, to the, um, the shooting stuff, the Yvalde, uh, Texas massacre. You say you guys, (laughs) but I didn't participate in that segment. And, and, you know, I don't (laughs) mind talking about that. I've, I've listened to a good bit. I've talked about it a little bit. Um, that's, it's all well and good, but I thought that the solutionary side of that conversation between all of you was much better than the, the, yeah, everything fucking sucks. Well, yeah. Cause when Andy wrote us, he said that he wanted to get a group of people together that would talk about, you know, what cool stuff you're doing to kind of remove yourself from the system. And he thought of us. And mm-hmm. I thought that was very, that was very flattering. I was yeah. like, well, that makes me super happy if people think of that and think of us. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing something right. Um, so I was excited to join. And then it was just a little more people than they originally thought. And then like a few uh, different people than I wasn't expecting. And so there was a little more, it was a little more, um, let's see, uh, the rabble rousers or whatever. There was more humor and like, um, it was a little more people talking over each other, just more people, you know, than I've done before. Yeah. Like pretty pretty much you guys were just doing a a pride month celebration. It was, yeah, it was a lot of rainbow flags and, um, thin mustaches. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, um, just, I guess I haven't really been on many panels where people are like having beers and like smoking weed, but that's totally what was going down here. And that's not that I'm like anti any of that, 
but I uh, I just haven't podcasted in that uh, that way yet, which I should probably do more of. And I'm not bad. I mean, I can hold my. I've worked at a body shop for 13 years. Like <laughs> I can interject into a conversation of of uh, you know talkative, boisterous dudes. Um, but uh, it's just it's different than what we've been used to. Is the the more intimate uh, settings and mm-hmm. um, more polite maybe conversations. I, I like both both types. <laughs> I, I like I, I do like the these more intimate things like where it's like just you and me this is super intimate mm-hmm. uh, but even like me and Adam and one other person or you and me and one other couple yeah um, but I do I do like like talk at the tavern um, from uh, my third eye um, I like you, know, oh, ghost you, you and there. Adam went and did that once yeah we did that yeah. once and uh, I'm a patreon there so I get the the audio feeds from those and I also love, uh, like Matt T's got, um, the Monday night master debaters. Excellent. Which excellent I just format. listened to today on your recommendation because Buffalo and legs was on there. Yeah. Yeah. And they talked about the shooting a little bit too. And so that wasn't, you're going to find that everywhere. I mean, how can you not? But also at the same time, I feel, cause we're doing it right now. Yeah, you know, technically we round are. Of, in a we're, we're talking way. about uh, talking about know, it, but, but that's I, still, ta- that's still feeding that. Energy. I really feel like that pulls and like, I can't remember where I originally heard it, but it's been this visual in my head for a really long time that um, anxiety is like you're having a response as if you're being chased by a lion, but there is no lion. Uh-huh. And you're supposed to reserve that feeling for if there is a lion there to get you out away from that. Okay. Right. And so I always think like when I see stuff on the news, that's really upsetting. And um, if it, if it, if I take my shield down and I feel, I can feel, I can feel that, mm-hmm. um, especially at certain times of the moon cycle. And I'm talking about my moon cycle. <laughs> um, I can like get really emotionally like shocked from, from hearing about someone's child dying. Yeah. I can get emotionally shocked from a fucking diaper commercial. Cause the music and the way they put it out there, they're doing it on purpose it's all designed for to it. get to me. And then all of a sudden, like I'm pouring milk and crying, <laughs> yeah. but, um, I, uh, I, I need to, to not let that happen Where because the fuck have you seen diaper commercials in the last 10 years? <laughs> I don't know. I always, think, I, I, I get what you're I saying. I think of but... that as an example from a long time ago, like when our first son was little, but also just like on the, on the radio, there sure, could sure. be a commercial with the, the right tones that can be, well, that's, you know, that's, that, and that's what the, I said. The point remains. It doesn't matter what the product is there. It's all emotional manipulation. Right. I say, I do not consent. This is basically rape. This is, um, I, I do not consent to this. Like they're making me feel emotion. I can't, I'm a person who can't watch, um, like, uh, what's that singing, uh, reality show? The California Raisins. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> what is this? Singing this is 1979. <laughs> no, we're, we're talking, um, that American Idol or whatever, okay, which yeah. I think, I don't know if that's still on or that's a thing, but I remember when it was kind of new, my mom had it on in the house when I was there and I, I had watched a few and I couldn't watch that. Like I, I got like sick from it's, it. It's so true. What you see in those, which I haven't ever actually seen that one, but I watched uh, star search when I was a kid uh-huh. and stuff. I, I watched that when I was, um, little. it, it, uh, those people that are participating are emotionally invested in that. Like that's, that's their, 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 I don't know, Holy grail. That's their, 
you know, that's their whole life their leads up to, to being on TV and Here showing my yeah, talent. Got your, your big moment. This is, you know, all you got, don't mess up. And it's like that whole, and the way they edit those things, it's meant to make you feel like it gives me goosebumps. And that's why I say this is rape because I'm not consenting to this emotions. It's not happening to me. It's coming through a screen and it's about people I don't care about and maybe horrible people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's still like the, just a, on TV, a crowd of people applauding for someone can make me cry. Mm-hmm. Like, and I don't mean like, just like, oh, how beautiful. I mean, like, like I get a lump in my throat and my eyes start to water and I feel, and I get goosebumps and I feel really gross. And I, I don't know, some people say that's like, you're an empath or whatever. You feel other people's emotions strongly. Mm-hmm. And I, I know in my work, my job, my previous job, i I feel like I, that helped me be really good at what I oh, was yeah, doing. Yeah. Not uh, helping people in, in auto body crises. Yeah. They've had a car accident and they walk in and they look like a deer in headlights. I can really feel where they're at with that. And then I could quickly see what they were concern was, you know, that they're, they're, were scared that they were almost physically hurt or they were, they're scared because their biggest investment was damaged or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, and it could really help me help them. Uh, but it's absolutely useless when it's coming through the TV and it's something that's totally unrelated to me. That does mm-hmm. not affect me at all. So I don't consent to the goosebumps that I'm given by fucking shitty reality shows. And so I don't partake. The same goes for a news article or a um, news piece that's going to tell me about this horrible tragedy. If I say there was a shooting and a bunch of kids died and it was probably the FBI, um, you know, grooming this kid and making him do it, holding the police back from going in. They had, you know, all this other details that they they give us so us conspiracy people can get excited about it, too. And I really think it's just a fucking whether or not there's actually dead children, there is it's it's intended. (coughs) It's intended to make people put their energy towards this. Yes. And I feel like that right there is what I can take away from them. Uh, You know, not give my energy to that because my kid is okay. My Mm -hmm. sons are here with me. And if I'm upset about someone's kid, I've never met that's fifth, you know, five States away. um, Is that really serving me? Does that help me? Is it enriching my life? Is it helping my kids? Is it helping my family? Am I being more productive because of that? Okay, if I answer that question, it's it's not an answer because it's like, I don't know. It depends on the situation. There are times where that could relate to you. Okay. You know, um, I I think that if if it was uh, uh, a homesteading anarchist family got gunned down five states away from us, that should grab our emotions. Well, we should we you know like if it was someone that we feel uh, that we could genuinely relate to to. but then but even then it should only be fractionally that it takes from us because if we we digged into this shooting there was you know 19 kids or whatever Uh there's probably one of those families that we would relate to should we look for that you know what i mean and so and i guess what i'm saying is just is the the goal there is to draw our attention and keep us in fear. Yes. And raised cortisol levels is not is is not good for your energy. It's not good for your mental stability, and it makes you fat. So don't like it. It's like the fight or flight response that you have is there for a reason, and I want to save all of that for when I actually need it. Like mm-hmm. if there's actually the F- FBI coming down the driveway with guns out, or if 
my kid is in a situation where they need to be saved and I need that huge, you know, adrenaline rush to be able to make me lift that car off of them or whatever, then you should have that at that time. And I think as a society, especially the normie people, if you've got a mask on and you're doing all the normal stuff, you know, you're probably so afraid all the time that you might not know when it's time to actually be afraid. And I think that's the goal with all this is to keep us in a state where we're constantly in fear and then we don't know when we actually need to act. I don't want to dwell on this and I'm not like trying to say you're wrong or something, but I just, I like, I I don't know why I want to, I want to keep saying something like, well, what if it wasn't people and it was even farther away? What if in the UK, they were um, calling all people's private chickens. Should we be, should, should I feel emotional about that? Because I would. Um, um, yes, you should if you hear about it, but you should avoid like dwelling on it or hearing right. about it. In and the if they were place. feeding that to me, the yeah. news, the feeds, the, 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 the feeds, were, the it was feeds being that were being to fed you? to me, uh, then I would be looking at it with a little bit more of a stink eye. Well, yeah, because is this actually happening or not? And then when people, especially with this bird stuff, when I hear about it, I'm like, yeah, well, did you call the fucking local officials and tell them one of your chickens Bobbies. randomly died? Bobbies. <laughs> the Bobbies. Did you call them and say, my, my, one of my chickens died? Can you come and test them for bird flu? And then they tested them and they yeah, said yes. Yeah, fuck you if you did that. You know that. what I mean? <laughs> so it's like, if we have one die on your property, I mean, that happens sometimes. I Actually, I don't think we've ever had one just randomly die. We've had them predators only, besides chicks. Uh, we've fa- had a few chicks. Failure to thrive with new new ones. Yeah. But anyway, um, I, I mean, I just wonder what kind of people are these? Are these fussy, like, you know, uh, chicken uh, p- posting pictures of their perfect coops and you know they have 10,000 followers and it just boosts their popularity to get their whole flock cold and have to talk about how horrible bird flu is mm-hmm. you know like so mm-hmm. I'm sorry if I'm being I don't know harsh or whatever but there's people like that out there that, that and they, they don't necessarily even know they're doing anything wrong because sure they had a bird die they had it tested the test says this they say it needs to be cold and it's done and then you know, like, I don't know what's actually happening out there. So if there's one thing I know is that, um, I don't trust most authority and I don't trust the news. Mm-hmm. I don't, it doesn't mean that some of the stuff that comes through isn't true. It just means that whatever is coming through is curated to be put in my face to make me have any reaction. Sure. And that is designed so carefully that there is, um, fodder there for each kind of demographic every kind of person can have something come through in the same article that triggers them in a way that will make them upset yeah <laughs> and it can be us thinking that this is all a psyop it can be somebody else thinking they're afraid of the a virus it can be somebody else being whatever you know mm-hmm. and the the answer to all of it is is they want us to be afraid and they want us to be sick and they want us to be scared and we just fuck that yeah fuck that mm-hmm so if they're telling us to be scared, then we shouldn't be. <laughs> yeah. If they're telling us to be worried and sad, then smile more and get out there and do something fun. Or, you know, even if they're not telling us to be scared, but they're telling us to hate someone. Yeah. Or something. Because, I, you know, I keep thinking like uh, uh, the Weavers and mm-hmm. Ruby Ridge mm-hmm. or something like if that was going on right now. I would become emotionally invested whether I like it or not. 
uh, if I pay if I paid enough attention, I would become emotionally invested. Now that my emotional invest in, investment in that would probably be the opposite of what they'd be telling people because they would be telling people to celebrate. Hey, we got uh, we got not only a white supremacist family, but also their dog. You know, like yeah. this is this is great. Well, um, during that time, I you know they were saying these people are fanatics and we're we're doing the right thing, but then. In both cases, things got a little bit away from the authorities, and mm-hmm. the press couldn't even cover that right. up correctly at the time. Mm-hmm. I remember that um, the Ruby Ridge was the first time that I ever saw my dad cry, that I remember seeing my dad cry, Yeah, was watching that coverage. And, like, that was really emotional and really sad. And my dad was a guy who wanted to do his thing his own way, and he loves hunting and wants to be in the woods. He was definitely not their level of, you know, opting out, but he, but he'd love to, he, he, he likes the idea. He, he likes it that somebody would do that. He wants yeah. those people to be there. And it was really emotional. And to think about like, I, I can start crying now thinking about a lady getting shot, holding a baby, mm-hmm. thinking about just thinking about a, a cop shooting somebody's dog. Mm-hmm. It's like, I can, you can make yourself sick from it. And if you then at the same time, if the media champions uh, mental illness and ha- makes that normal and makes being on pharmaceuticals normal and makes being a victim the most powerful thing that you can be mm-hmm. and not anymore like what doesn't kill us makes us stronger, that's not a thing anymore. That's what it used to be. Right. And maybe even that wasn't all that I, while I think it's true, I think for a long time that was used to just cover up abuse you know go to public school and be abused by by the adults around you and the other children around you in an environment where you are not able to leave you're Mm -hmm. you're being detained and abused and oh but what doesn't kill you makes you stronger Mm -hmm. you know and then you go and you do that to your own kids you you put them in public school or you're mean to them you know what i mean terrible cycle yeah so i don't know it's uh i should stand down from this one Undo a nice stretch because I'm getting heated and that's the whole. Opposite. Yeah, and I don't, I don't mean to wind you up about it by any means. I'm I'm not disagreeing with you. I don't think that our energy should be put towards these things. I really don't. Uh, I really think that um, the more we invest into these, the the more power we give it. So you know, again, we're not talking about the shooting. We're talking about, <laughs> about talking, talking about, about the shooting, and that unto itself does feed it. It feeds and it now all. we're kind of like talking about talking about talking, talking about, about this shootings. Talking about again, good quality entertainment. <laughs> um, but yes, so that was a fun panel to be on and a new experience for me, I should say. Oh, and yeah. I met a lot so, of new people. Really so if you want to listen to that, what I'm referring to, that was on the le- legit bat feed. Yep. Um, I don't remember what it was called or anything, but and uh, they were just on OBDM, my, Ooh, one of my favorite podcasts. That's so special, fancy, legit, legit big bat, time, getting big round. Time. Congratulations to their those white guys. claw. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what they were drinking. I don't really know. Yeah, because uh, Joe's gayer than Joe. <laughs> Joe's gayer than Joe? Yeah. Joe's gayer than Javelina. Oh, okay. Javelina right. is gay, Joe. This is uh, OBDM and he, and, talk again. And, 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 and Joe <laughs> was telling, J- Javelina was telling Joe that he's gayer than him because he was drinking white claw. <laughs> <laughs> this is so stupid. It's Pride Month, guys. It's Pride Month. <laughs> it's so stupid. Yeah. Um, okay. So I wanted to mention that yesterday I had my f- third online workshop, which was my first time doing fermented beverages. And we had about, 
I don't know, 14 or I think 16 people there, like 14 screens, something like that. And lots of return people from the one of the first, you know, one of the either two first of the fermentation for food preservation workshops and some new people. And it was really fun. Everyone was cool. And like there was a lot of uh, good questions and comments and stuff. So I didn't feel like I was just talking for two hours, mm -hmm. even though I was mostly talking <laughs> for <laughs> two hours. But yeah, like cool people. Um, we had Adam back from Deborah Gets Red Pilled. We had Buffalo and Legs from False Reality Check. And then we had Tammy and Trista and Megan, who had all been in other ones before, all cool ladies. We had uh, Nathan and Sean and Clay. And then we had uh, Matt Pierce, Chef mm -hmm. Matt Pierce um, mm -hmm. with Granite State Spice Company. Yeah, I saw a me, package came yeah, in this morning. Yeah, me some spices for my workshop, which makes me like so delighted, like really excited. Mm -hmm. And we just got that box just before coming down here. And it's like, so like the packaging is really cute and there's stickers and the little logo, like everything about it is just great. And I'm very excited to try them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Lots of cool stuff in there already. Curry, Zatar, uh, Adobo. Cool. Um, I think Adobe, is that like a flash drive thing? Just kidding. That's it's a the residence. <laughs> so yeah, I'm really excited to try that. So yeah, lots of cool people. We talked a lot about of different kind of drinks, but I Kavos was the star of the show. And I already saw two people starting Kavos and Excellent. Adam starting Beat Kavos all yesterday. So Excellent. That's I, like I hope that that is uh, fruitful for everyone. <laughs> that they <laughs> that they I mean that it's a it's it's something they continue to do and that they do it successfully and enjoy it and continue to do it because yeah. that has been a I want to say a life changer. <laughs> uh, it's not really because life would march on the same no matter what, but it is. Uh, like I've said it too many times. I feel like I'm on repeat to say it, but Kavas is the one thing that has been able to replace beer for me Kavos in my life. Kavas and Tapache, specifically specifically Tapache. But uh, yeah. mostly because there's so much alcohol, in it. you just get <laughs> fucking hammered. <laughs> I did mention like alcohol content and how you can't really tell or test it, and I'm not a scientist and I don't want to be. But I did say that I got kind of buzzed off my own applesauce one time. <laughs> oh, I can't so, remember that. But I don't remember ever on my kombucha or anything. Well, I'd say as as. Uh, someone who's admittedly an alcoholic who uh, has a reaction a lot of the time when I get boozy stuff uh, in my system. Um, I, I've i never had that from drinking Kvass. The reaction? Even, do you mean like getting drunk? <laughs> like, uh, no, just like now the, I start changing my whole life to try and get more To try that. to justify starting yeah. to drink. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I discuss it with Adam on our most recent one. That's not out yet. Mm. Uh, pretty well, just my own drinking habits or yeah. whatever. Um, and Kavas didn't come up in that, but, um, Kavas, uh, as well as kombucha, they've never, even though I can taste, it can taste kind of boozy. Mm -hmm. It's never gotten, uh, I want to say like my opiate receptors yeah. going. I don't know Fag. how true any of that <laughs> shit is, but I've taken enough drug and alcohol information classes to like know that that's what they say goes on. Yeah, whatever that warm thing If I drink one like. beer, I want 20 more. Yeah. If I drink uh, kvass, I do want more, but it's not, um, it doesn't, uh, it's it's not because I'm, I'm 
amped up and like want more of yeah, this. You it's know? not tugging at you or whatever. I'm well, not that's... going to the store, buy a pack of smokes and then start a fire and just fucking sit and listen to music and drink kvass all night. And... Oh, you know, I just remembered I'm so disappointed. I forgot to mention in the workshop, I didn't relate it to toilet wine at all. Oh, you should have. I should have related it to toilet wine in prison. Yeah. Because I've thought of that a lot because I'm like, dude, you know, if, you, if, the pers- if you were in prison, you actually knew what I knew. Dude, you should go I to would prison. Be made- <laughs> you would <laughs> have if I end up in prison, I'm going to have... You would make so much money if you were in prison. I'm going to have awesome, lots of lesbian <laughs> sex and really good toilet wine. <laughs> so, yeah. So, we have that. See, I'm making the best of everything. Uh-huh. You don't have to be upset about it. Just, uh, you know, work it out when you get there. You remember that uh, Bob Odenkirk movie, Let's Go to Prison? Yes, that was actually Jack Shepard. Oh, yes. it was great. It's directed by Bob Odenkirk, so yeah. you can't go too wrong. Remember uh, that fat black guy that's also in Waiting? Oh, and, yeah, he's uh, so Brothers funny. Solomon. I, I wish I could remember I, his name. I, I only know him from those three roles, and he kills it in all three roles. In that one, he's he's brewing up a little toilet wine. Yeah, and he's like, like all let me, like... Let me get you a little toilet wine. <laughs> serving it super nice and like tasting it, smelling it first, yeah. you know, like sucking the air through your mouth like you're supposed he's to. He's a connoisseur, Connoisseur man. of toilet wine. <laughs> yeah, so I could actually make some really good toilet wine. So, or like beer, you know, tapache, thinking if I could just get some scraps of vegetables and a little bit of sugar packets, you know, we're like, we're in business. Well, I'll take care of the boys. You go to prison. You start doing this and you just send us all the money you make. Well, uh, I'll have to quit my job, but I think we'll definitely be making more off those prisoners than I do as a prisoner in the matrix working for demand. Um, so you're just going to have to resell the cigarettes that they give me for it. Or can you even smoke in prison anymore? I don't understand how right. this works. I bet you can't. If I'm getting paid in top ramen, this actually isn't a good deal. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if, if your commissary is just involving ramen and like, um, you know, cheese pouches right. or I'll, something. I'll leave the business decisions to you. You've yep. got a better mind. I'm going to keep If you think it's profitable, workshop. then I think you should definitely um, go to prison. <laughs> okay. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to try doing the, the workshop stuff still. Yeah, see. yeah, give it a shot. See if it works. works. You've got, you got a fallback plan. <laughs> got a fallback plan. Toilet wine. Okay, so um, so there was that. I wanted to mention I am going to schedule another um, round for fermentation for food preservation because there's more people who haven't that have said they were interested in that one um, that haven't attended. And I think I'm going to try to do it for a Friday evening, like mm. a 5 o'clock on our time so that you know, people on the East Coast, it would be 8 o'clock, so not too late. Um, and then Australia, it would be like daytime on a Saturday because mm-hmm. uh, we've got uh, Drew. He had mentioned he wanted to come. Oh, but it's always bad timing. And it's for bad him. timing for him because, you know, he's like in the, f- he lives in the future yeah. in lockdown Australia. Um, but I, I would love to share my enthusiasm for fermentation with as many people as possible. Yeah. And um, like a super spreader of fermentation (laughs) love. And and, uh, as long as people are interested, I'm going to keep doing it. So if you um, are listening and you are new to the podcast and you want to do the fermentation for food preservation workshop, just send me an email at greenerpostures at protonmail. So there's that too. Um, A lot of what I've been thinking about lately and what I thought we would do this episode about was this idea of taking things like stepping back one step at a time or taking things Uh, back into your own hands one step at a time. Sure. So, um, thinking about like this system that we don't agree with Mm -hmm. and seems very inefficient Mm -hmm. and seems maybe designed to hurt us or enslave us. Mm -hmm. 
and how can we live with this system existing, knowing what we know and um, not be a part of it? Or how do we, you know, how do you get out of it? If you're already, you're in it, you've been in it your whole life and you realize it, you wake up like one day and you're like, this, this isn't for me. What do I do? Yeah. So I think a lot of people are feeling like that right now, uh, more than ever, especially with stuff, you know, looming, like, you know, more violence in the news and, and food insecurity and fire mm-hmm. f- fires and food plants and culling chickens and all the other stuff you talked about earlier, actually. Yeah. Um, how do you, uh, what do you do? You know, like, what do you do if you, you work a nine to five, you live in an apartment in the city and you all of a sudden realize that you couldn't actually care for yourself because everything that you need to survive is heavily reliant on that system. It's all inside the system, whether it's your, whether it's your food, your medical, your, um, your plumbing, your electrical, everything. It's outside of your hands. You're just in this matrix of a system. And if you want to eat, you got to go to the places where you get the food, right? That's all there is to it. Yeah. Instead of knowing where food comes from, you know, it comes from a grocery store. And it's hard for me to understand fully because I grew up not rural, but close by nature. So we could leave our city nearby the college pretty quickly get to the mountain or the water um, or Eastern Washington. And I was hunting and fishing with my dads or picking did, my dads. Like, did I have two? My two dads. Great show. <laughs> that wasn't a gay thing either. Was it? No, nope. my two dads. No, nope. just two heterosexual men who constantly <laughs> fucked each other and raised a daughter together. <laughs> did you just add in the, you were just imagining the fucking, you didn't, it wasn't uh, actually on the screen. Uh, I don't know. I was pretty young. <laughs> Maybe I made it up. I don't even remember who was in that show. I just remember the title. Yeah, me too. Okay. So anyway, moving on. So my dad um, and I would, you know, hunt and fish and pick huckleberries. So I knew that fruit came off of a bush and I knew that um, you eat animals. But there's a lot of people, or kids at least, that live and have always lived in big cities and just have never seen... Even they've never even seen a steak wrapped in white butcher's paper with that stamp label on it. Like you get when you buy a whole cow, mm-hmm. you have only seen, say you've only seen meat in the cellophane, the, the styrofoam, the styrofoam trays tray with, a with the like maxi tampon. pad on it yeah. <laughs> and wrapped in, in cling wrap uh, with the label on it. You've only seen your bacon with a bacon window, which uh-huh. is which is a legality, right? Please, yeah. Do you know anything about the bacon? I, I know at some point it was it was put in there because they were selling people were selling bacon inside of packaging that was uh, like black plastic that you couldn't see through, and then people would get home and say, "Oh, this has too much or too little fat," and I wish I could have seen it. So there was some regulation that was put in by the USDA that all bacon must have a bacon window. And now the packaging has changed so much that you'll note that most packaging is clear with like a usually a black uh, 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 cardboard kind of thing that's under it. And uh, only a third of the the front is covered with a label. Mm -hmm. 
So you can see like two thirds of your bacon you're picking up, but because of the regulation and regu- uh, uh, that's in there, there has to still be a bacon window through the label that's covering a third. So oh. they all have a they little. They also have a cutout. Yeah, they yeah. have a cutout because they still have to do that, <laughs> even though like the trends have changed. You can, yeah, that you can see most of. We it, should but... start uh, if we ever start a band. We should call it Bacon Window. Bacon Window. Very good. Um, so anyway, that's fucking stupid. So most people have never seen bacon without a bacon window uh-huh. where you buy bacon. If you get bacon from the, um, what am I trying to think? The slaughterhouse, you know, what a, what a meat packing yeah, plant, from a, from a right? Meat packing. When you have a whole pig slaughtered, your bacon is wrapped in plastic and then like white, usually what we, from the places we've used white, um, butcher paper with like a stamp on it that says what cut it is and where it's from and the date. Mm-hmm. And sometimes your name's written on it too. And it's always misspelled. If it's us. <laughs> <laughs> um, to think that you don't know, like you've not picked an apple from a tree or you've never pulled a carrot out of the ground and eaten it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then to think, think if you're that person that has that level of understanding well even step back from that more into the system that you're not cooking those things you're not buying ingredients from the store and cooking them you're buying uh heat and eat meals pouches of food or like frozen pizzas or you're going to restaurants all the time or you're going to fast food restaurants all the time or at least like the deli counter at the grocery store Mm -hmm. chicken fried chicken and jojo's or whatever sure um those people, if they they start, I mean, those people don't want to wake up because they realize, like, what am I going to do? If this shit actually ends, yeah. I'm fucked. That's overwhelming to think about, I am sure. Yeah. So then what I think about a lot is, like, well, what have we done? Because I'm not special. Like, I'm not. You think you're kind of special? <laughs> I'm more special. I'm more special. Uh, no, uh, this is audio only. She did the thing where you hit your hand to your chest, like we all did in the '80s for retard. <laughs> we were just talking about that the other day. You don't see anyone do that anymore. Why <laughs> we should bring that back? <laughs> oh, it's all in fun. But what I was thinking was like, I literally, though, I'm not special. I'm not special. I'm not more special than anyone else is, and. Because I th- honestly, I think all humans somewhere in them at some point had a divine spark. I believe so. And you have muted that or stu- snuffed that out or covered it up. Vaccinated it out of you. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe not all people can come back from that. But a lot of you can. If you feel like you want to, you can. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? If you're to the point thinking about it, then you can. Yes. And so what do those people do who want to step out of that? But it's so overwhelming. And all I can say is... One thing, just pick one fucking thing. One thing that you take back from them and make your own. One thing that you take responsibility for on your own. Let's get an example. Okay, so if you're that person we were talking about where you're like, most of your meals come from fast food or the grocery store deli or the freezer section, right? Mm -hmm. You could pick one of those foods you really like and try to cook it at home from ingredients that you buy at the store. And so you're just stepping back one step from the system. So it, your food went through the system, but it didn't go through the system again to become prepared food, right? Mm-hmm. So you're taking stepping back one step. So instead of like going to a fast food place and getting like Taco Bell or whatever, then you get like crunchy taco shells and ground beef and maybe even just a packet, a Mexican taco seasoning packet. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying this is the way you should no, actually no, make tacos. But it's a step. So you it's make, one step. Yeah. 
and you um, you get those things and some already pre-shredded shredded cheese in a sure. bag yep. and it's maybe pre-shredded lettuce and the, you make yourself that taco at home. Even though like by our <clears throat> standards that we have, that's like it's you might as well just be getting it from the deli or And I'm or like, whatever. those taco packets are poison. <laughs> well, I mean, it even it's just a, uh, like I'm really breaking this down in my head as you're talking like. There's almost even a step in there of like, go to the deli instead of the drive-thru. Yes, there you know, is. Like, get out of your car and go into the deli. And then once you're you're used to going into a store, I don't know, I'm talking about it like people are fucking idiots or something, which they're not. People aren't really like this. I, well, maybe they are. I don't, I don't know. know. Maybe some people um, only go to fast food in 7-Eleven. Sure. So instead you go into the grocery store and you pick it out from the deli. And then before you know it, like... Uh, you, that, that's normal to you, but let's make it even more normal by our standards. And yeah, you start buying the pre-shredded cheese and you buy the, the pre-made taco shells and sure. You know, and then you like, know. if that's really good, then your next step is to figure out what is in this taco seasoning. Yep. And then you get those spices and you have, now you have this little collection of spices and you mix them together and you season your beef mm-hmm. and Oh, it's good. But I think it could be spicier next time. Next yes. time you put a little extra spice. You start being in control. You start this. to make it to your liking and you're in control of it. Right. Yes. You know, next step back from that could be, um, shredding your own shredding cheese, your own cheese buying a head buying of lettuce a, and cutting your own lettuce and then like tomatoes think like okay so you know you're, you're getting some confidence you're cooking this you you might have had to buy a couple things in your kitchen to be able to do these things you know maybe you didn't have a box shredder for your cheese or whatever yeah so now you're starting to have a little bit of equipment and then you could start to say you know like what does it take to cook rice well, you could get a rice cooker. So maybe you buy a rice cooker and you cook rice in a rice cooker. Or maybe you learn how to cook rice on a pot in the stove. You yeah. make sure you have a pot that has a good ceiling lid and a heavy bottom, hopefully. Mm-hmm. And you cook rice. And that's good. And then, oh, you can add spices to the rice while it's cooking. And then it'll be flavored. Mm-hmm. Ooh, and turmeric is a spice that doesn't really taste like anything. But it's supposed to be good for you. It makes everything oh, really yellow. crazy today. I'm going to take a few of these tomatoes I've been dicing up. I'm going to throw a couple of those in there. And next thing you go, you know, you've got some cool, tasty rice. And then you'll remember next time you should probably put salt in there, too. Because it's <laughs> hell of land. But, you know, like, and what's this green shit they put on top of, like, pad thai and stuff? And that stuff's really good. It's sometimes it's on tacos, too. Like chopped onions? No. Cilantro. Oh, cilantro. Right? You got cilantro on top of your Thai food. You got that on top of your Mexican food. It's really good. Buy some cilantro. Figure out how to put some herbs into the food that you're cooking at home, you know, right? Mm -hmm. So then all of a sudden you're starting to understand what it takes to prepare food for yourself. Yeah. And does that solve the food crisis? Fuck no. Of course not. (laughs) No. But you're getting closer to being able to, like, say, stockpile something that stores for a long time Mm -hmm. and then prepare that for yourself. Yeah. So Yeah, you're less of a position, like, say, if you were to suddenly have to prep, be a prepper, um, you wouldn't be going, all right, how am I going to preserve how uh, I go to McDonald's, I buy 500 cheeseburgers and I put them in my (laughs) freezer, you know, or whatever. Like, you'll, you'll be a little more apt to to be like okay what do i need to have to make the food i want as opposed to like not having any understanding of it right so then you could start to say like now i know how to cook rice so i can buy a 25 pound bag of rice Mm -hmm. i have room for that and i could google how to store it so that it doesn't become a problem Mm -hmm. and um then you have that and with that, the worst case scenario is you just paid less for rice than you will in six months. Uh-huh. <laughs> like the, it's pretty guaranteed the price for shit's going up. It is not going down. So you're either, you know, you're either just saving money or you're, you know, 
helping yourself in the future. You can't say, and it doesn't really matter. So it, it's a peace of mind is worth a lot as well. Um, so, you know, same thing like can of beans. I opened a can of beans and I heated them up and they were good. Oh, beans are dry at the store. What's the whole story behind this? Yeah. You soak them ahead of time, you cook them, and then they're like canned beans. Yeah. And then... Yeah, it's like kind of a matter of just questioning each from 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 the restaurant you know questioning what what goes what gets put together to make this and then you start looking at those as like whole ingredients and then you break down what what makes these ingredients what makes the beef patty what mm-hmm. makes the cheese what makes the you know and each with, of these with things. All, every time you question these things you're going to start to Develop an opinion on what you think you should be consuming. That might have been different than when you were just not thinking about it. Yeah. So you're like, might choose a certain kind of cheese, or you might want to buy organic, or, or you might. Yeah. Instead of tacos, if we if you look at the burger and you're talking McDonald's, like I just mentioned, uh, you might quickly find that the Kraft single slices, which emulate the McDonald's best, isn't your favorite. Right. And that you would prefer a cheddar. Yeah. A, or che- a, a sharp cheese cheddar. That, or at least a cheese that didn't have plastic inside of it. Or you're like, oh. <laughs> Whoa! There's there's this white cheese with with uh, with peppers in it. Pepper Jack. I'll give that a shot. I mm-hmm. like spicy food. I had that at Subway once. <laughs> <laughs> Do they have that there? I, I don't know. I think so. Um, but uh, yeah, at least in the nineties, they did. You you start being able to like customize it to your own to your own stuff and to your own taste. Mm-hmm. And the farther the more you just don't don't mindlessly eat that cheeseburger from the drive through. The more thought that you're putting into it the more you understand it and the farther back you can take it. Oh, I guess, you know, I'm, I'm jumping the gun, but I want to say all the way to the point where you're growing your own vegetables, raising your own cattle, well, yeah. slaughtering your own so, cattle. But prior to that, there is the step of like getting to know a local farmer, like going to a farmer's yes. market and buying some cuts of meat. Well, that's too expensive. So next thing you know, you're trying to figure out how can I save money on good meat and you're finding a farmer where you could buy a quarter cow with. Mm -hmm. And maybe you don't have enough space for a quarter cow, so you're finding another person to split a quarter cow with Five people because none of you have very much space. And really, like, splitting a quarter cow, you could fit an eighth of a cow into a small a freezer on, on the top of your uh, fridge, you know, like not if you have too many hot pockets in there. But yeah. if you got a lot of hot pockets, you might need to downsize on the hot pockets first. Get rid of that unsound meat. Yeah, go, pull, <laughs> just go through your hot pockets, pull out all that unsound meat, and then replace it with sound meat. <laughs> sound meat. So yeah, I think that's a really good next step is to try to find someone local and develop a relationship with them. And maybe it's not beef. Beef is maybe out of the question for people crammed in cities, but eggs aren't. Finding somebody who has a chicken farm or a backyard chicken somewhere, you know, in the suburbs, um, then buying eggs from them and becoming a regular customer. Cause like for us, we have people that buy eggs from us. We have people that buy eggs sporadically. We have people who always come once every two weeks and get four dozen eggs. Those are my favorite Yeah. because it, it's convenient for us. It's simple. It doesn't take up much time. They're friendly to visit with. Yeah. And then, um, we unload four dozen eggs at a time instead of having to like try to negotiate or you know no not negotiate but arrange a pickup for like one dozen eggs randomly yeah um having somebody a regular customer is better so if stuff slowed down those people have priority in my opinion Mm -hmm. if we still have eggs to share and there's not eggs available in the store and we become um more uh important all of a sudden the people who've been buying four dozen a time from us for a long time uh, take priority for sure you know after family of course after our own family which so, we don't buy any. 
We don't know. We We're shitty customers. <laughs> we eat them for free. I, when we first did it, I used to put um, five bucks in the in the jar every did time you? we went through a dozen to just try to keep a track of how many oh, dozen okay. it was. Yeah, no, I don't remember that. It was all going back into our wallet. But yeah. you know, like if we had a restaurant, I would pay when we were there, kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. But just so we could pay taxes. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Um, so yeah, um, I think that is. But that's only one part of where we're connected into the system. Well, food, yeah, food is where I always start because it's a favorite of mine. I can think of other ways that this. Uh, you know, you could you could take the same thing with. Um, uh, you're in an apartment, and your toilet is just constantly running. Shh. Mm-hmm. and uh it's annoying and you finally decide to call your um maintenance guy or your i don't know landlord mm-hmm. or i don't know whatever whatever channel it is that you're supposed to take to get that toilet fixed uh there's a really good chance that's just a, a chain has come loose or uh you know it's something really simple that all you would have to do is open up the back of your toilet and take a look in there. And with your own eyes, you can figure out exactly what's wrong. You, you open it up, you look inside, you flush the toilet and you go, Oh, and, and you, and you sit and watch it for five minutes or however long it takes for it to refill. And if you're not that quick, you could, uh, you're at least looking up YouTube videos. And well, that's what I was going to get yeah. to is, uh, chances are you could, you could figure it out right there. If you can't, you got YouTube, you got, um, I'll just stop there. I was going to say, you can go to the library and get a book, but like no who the do fuck not. does that anymore? Um, fuck libraries anyway. <laughs> but, but I don't even think the YouTube would be necessary. It might seem necessary to someone, but uh, I have this little saying uh, that I don't actually say out loud a lot, but I think it all the time. It's all Legos. It's all Legos. Whatever project it is that you're looking at when it comes to something that's that's pre-built, that is made to have maintenance done to it, such as a toilet uh, or, a, or a sink drain, things like that. You, if you, if you fear not just getting in there and doing it, you can take it all apart and put it all back together with the same amount of knowledge that you have to, to do that with Legos. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's actually less complex most of the time than mm-hmm. it would be to like take a truck that's made out of Legos, take it all apart and put it back together. You might not end up with the same truck, but you'd probably end up with something that can run, you yeah. know, that can drive around, yeah. uh, you know, but with your hand, <laughs> I don't know what the right word, uh, that you can still play with or whatever. Um, but, uh, you know, you, you can, you can take off that, if, if your sink's not draining and you've tried putting a plunger on it, maybe, uh, oh, but I'm kind of getting ahead because I just want to say like, um, most people are going to call the landlord Oh yeah. and I understand how someone could have a idea in their head that like, Hey, I pay, uh, you know, $5,000 a month for this apartment or whatever people pay. Yeah, shitload. Uh, I pay a thousand bucks a month for this apartment. Why would I get my hands dirty in a fucking toilet or on a sink when it's not going to cost me a penny to call my landlord and they have a system in place to fix this for me. Well, I'll tell you what I see the value in it of is that you become a better person. Nah, I don't know. That's not quite the way I want to say it. You become you develop new skills. You're developing new skills and you're becoming more, you're, you're pulling yourself from, because this is the whole point of all of this talk is like, how do you pull yourself from the system? You become a little more reliant on yourself one step at a time. And if that's rehooking a chain in the back of your toilet or 
unscrewing and taking that little trap out from under your sink that the, the, the bend in the pipe that all you got to do is pull that out and empty it into a garbage and put it back in. You don't even need tools. Uh, you just need a little um, know-how. And even then, the worst that happens is you take it off and you didn't have the know-how to put something under there to catch water. So you get some water. And you gotta you gotta mop it up. up. But I mean, that's how you really learn too. Exactly. When you make a mistake and you're like, oh shit, that's like you're never gonna forget again that that happens. You what know? I guarantee isn't gonna happen is that you're gonna end up with a non-functioning sink mm. or a non-functioning toilet. If the toilet's functioning and you're just annoyed by that shh of the water, it, worst case scenario is you opened it up and you get, put your hand in that really clean water that looks icky and you're afraid to, mm -hmm. and you went, "Ooh, I don't know what I'm doing. Things were a little bit slimy. I'm, I'm, I'm done." Well, you know, okay. Add some fruit back there, and next thing you know, you got some wine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, top tank toilet wine. I never yeah, thought about that. That's it's what totally... they're doing. They're making that... the top. I don't know. And then you can't flush it. You yeah, just got to keep pooping in the bowl. You better put the, put the stink. out of order sign on. Yeah, you don't have a lid there. either if you're in prison. I guess you got to have it up <laughs> if it's in the bowl as well. There's no scenario where you're making toilet wine that you want to flush well, that if thing. There's no lids in prison you don't oh, have a toilet lid because right. you can smash people's head in i've seen the movies right right yeah um, anyway but um, yeah taking things on to do yourself is not just you know it's 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 because you're learning you're learning as you skill and gaining confidence yes that's big yeah. that's big uh i just like i don't know i it, it doesn't really relate to this but just today i saw there was a, a dump truck parked somewhere as, and I saw this guy walking up to it and I was like, that guy doesn't drive that truck. Like I just knew immediately, even though it looked like he was going to that truck, mm -hmm. that that guy didn't drive that truck. And sure enough, he walked right past it. And I was like, how did I know that? Even though, I mean, it looked like he should have been going to that truck. It was the way he carried himself. That guy did not have the confidence to drive that truck. Drive I just, truck. I yeah. just knew at a glance that that guy doesn't drive that truck yeah. and it's because he had no confidence. Well, I'm not going to say that the guy could have been a brilliant writer or something, Yeah. but that guy would not be able to jump out of that truck upon parking it and get out and find someone and say, Hey, where do you want this load of gravel? Yeah. Like he, he wouldn't, he, I, I could just tell by his demeanor. And, um, I'm not saying that everyone should have that confidence on, on driving a, uh, a dump truck. But uh, if you want to be reliant upon yourself for things um, that are in that realm, uh, that are in the realm of, of, of plumbing or electrical or uh, basic home maintenance, you got to have the confidence. You got to be able to look at that sink like you're not afraid of that sink. Yeah. Uh, if you if you're afraid of it, if you're afraid to stick your hand in the back of that toilet, then you're you're not confident enough. You will become confident enough if you do stick your hand in the back of that toilet and start to realize that that water is not going to harm you. Well, and at least trying to troubleshoot it before you call for help. I mean, that's there you go. There's that baby step in the right direction to taking personal responsibility. Mm -hmm. This is my toilet right now because I'm renting it and I need to use it. So let's see if I can fix it. And yeah. if you can't, then you call for help. And you know what else you could do is when you call for help, hover. It's annoying for the person who's working, but hover a little bit and ask a couple questions and you'll learn something. When if they're annoyed by it. you, fuck them. Uh, that, that I, I've learned so much by hovering and um, I can tell that maybe I'm a little annoying at times, uh, but I, I, I have to. Yeah. I, that's, that's how I 
got to know our well system oh, totally. so well. And when you would be at work, I would be doing the same thing with those guys. And yeah. you know, you're friendly with them and like make jokes and stuff and offer them something to drink and then just kind of like ask questions as they're going. So, okay. I just had a kind of spontaneous thought within all of this. I don't know that it directly relates to this taking one step at a time, but yes, it does. It's just, it's maybe on a little bit more macro scale. Okay. Uh, roadkill on your road. When you're driving home and you see a dead raccoon, um, I highly recommend that assuming that you're capable of it, uh, and, and there's, there's, you know, like you have, I could say a pickup truck, uh, and a shovel. Uh, you're not going to tell people to eat it. I know you're not. No, I know not, where this I'm is not, going. I'm, not going there. I'm saying just <laughs> take care of it. But do you think everybody else is thinking you're going to tell them to eat it? No, I'm not going there at all. I'm saying uh, bury it or even just huck it in the woods. Um, and instead of waiting for it either to completely uh, rot and go away or waiting for... Because I don't think that people are even taking the matters into their own hands enough to even call the county... And no, people just leave it there and run over it again a bunch of times until something drags it away or it rots or, or, or this city comes and city takes it away. If you're on a busy enough that. road, this If you city have a nosy comes. enough neighbor, maybe they'll call someone. Maybe they'll even call 911 and tell them about it. Um, but like I always take care of that kind of thing immediately for, for this reason alone of that. Um, I don't think it's going to actually save on my taxes, but. I'll be fucking goddamned if I'm going to let my tax money go towards something that simple. Right. Well, and you can even step it back from being gross like a dead animal or something that people might not see very often in the city and say tree branch. Sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can drive around it, you know, wait for the other car and drive around it. You could do that all day. Somebody might even with a bigger truck drive over it and it'll start to break down. Mm -hmm. Wind will blow it away eventually. But if you can just stop your car and pull it off to the side. Mm Mm-hmm. That's just, it's just the simple action of just like taking a little bit of responsibility for your surroundings. Buffalo and Legs uh, experienced this a little bit uh, this winter. I, I, I don't remember if they were telling us or if it was just me listening to their podcast of when it was snowed. They were blown away that their neighbors just came and plowed their driveway. Mm-hmm. Because those people aren't relying on someone else to come and do it. Yeah. Uh, someone will do it. I assume. I mean, I don't know their direct, you know, County or wherever, but, um, you know, here on our little dead end road that we live on, uh, the County will eventually plow it when it's snowy enough, but I've got a tractor and I want to go to work at five in the morning. So I'm going to make it so that I can go to work at five in the morning and or, if I have the time, I'm going to make sure that everyone on my road can go. Or when this stupid ass city comes down the road and they plow and they the road and up. they push all the snow, blocking the end of everybody's driveway, yeah. then you can go with the tractor and actually move the snow out of the mouths yeah, of the they, driveway. They do that because they go, oh, we can't get a garbage truck down here. So let's make it so that no one can leave their home and the garbage truck will have no problem. Right. <laughs> you know? Uh, but yeah, I mean, these are all things that like. It's, it could be seem dumb and simple to somebody like it's like that doesn't really make a difference. Well, and I've even had a neighbor say something to me about this before. I don't think I told you about it, but, it, uh, and, you know, and it was like, whatever. I just shook it off. But, uh, you know, he said, we pay people to do that about me picking up some stuff on the road. And it's like, yeah, I know, but I want a clean road. But I want I want to take matters into my own hands 
I'm not putting myself in danger. I'm not hurting myself. I, if I was really strapped for time, I wouldn't do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, if, uh, you know, I'm, I'm doing this because I have time and I care about it. Yeah. Uh, other people are going to have time and really, really, really care about it and just be annoyed by it day after day. I can't believe that branch is still on my road. Mm-hmm. I can't believe I've been driving around that for a whole yeah, week. There, I guess the next time you feel upset about something in your surroundings, instead of just being annoyed with it and start to figure like blame somebody for not having it done, start to think, how can I fix that myself? Yeah. And there's not every, it's not everything that you can fix. But there's a lot of things. There's more surpri- a surprising amount. Mm-hmm. Right? This burger's fucking gross today from Wendy's. Mm-hmm. I can make, I should try to make one at home. You know, um, my water tastes like shit out of my faucet. And then you start to think, well, where does my water come from? And just start to explore the water system in your area. Where does it come from? How does it get to you? What do they put in it? And then how can you get better water in your place. How can you have enough water that you have a few days worth if they shut it off for some reason or your pipes freeze or whatever. And, uh, anything that you need to survive shelter, heat, um, entertainment, just kidding. Um, food, uh, water, you know, like how, how do you, how do those things come to you? What do you do to get them? The odds are you go to a a job where you trade your time for matrix dollars and then you spend those dollars to so someone else provides those things to you. Mm -hmm. You know, heat, water, food, uh, shelter. Um, And so how do you make sure that you have what you need if that system breaks down? That's like the prepper way of looking at it. But you can just say, I don't agree with this system. I think they steal from me at the point of a gun. I don't think taxes are something that are voluntary. So this is a theft and then a program that's put in place that I don't agree with. How do I pull? I don't, they're going to steal from me either way. You can't stop that. Mm -hmm. But how do I pull back from the system in ways that um, are not against the law? They're not hurting anybody else. It just makes me feel like a better person. And then you have like the satisfaction that you didn't realize you were missing. And I think that's the biggest difference for me um, since taking things back and continuing to do so and being more aware of it is that like I feel so much more fulfilled like having raising my own kids and homeschooling them than I did when I was, we were sending our older one to a preschool. Mm-hmm. I feel more fulfilled making every or most of our meals from, from scratch or as close to it as I can. Yeah. Um, and then that satisfaction increases when it's with our own eggs and with produce that we've grown mm-hmm. and it increases, um, you know, continuing like that when you step each step, stepping it back, there's this satisfaction, this, I don't know, this sense of purpose that we kind of have lost. If you look at like the mental health crisis and you think about that whole rat park scenario, right? Where they got some rats addicted to cocaine, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah, Morphine, morphine. Heroin? I think it was morphine. Morphine. Um, I'm going to go with that, but look it up if you're interested. I I remember what you're talking about. I saw saw a comic book cartoon version of it once that was really impactful. So they, yeah, that was actually really good. I remember that. So they got these rats. I might have even talked about this on the podcast before, Mm. but they got these rats addicted to uh, morphine and then they put them in another cage that had two um, water uh, receptacles and one had morphine in it and one didn't. One was laced and one wasn't. And the rats that were isolated from other rats um, stayed on the morphine and the rats that went into a better place, they called it Rat Park because it had toys for them to play with and a variety of food in different areas. Family. Families to have. They were, people, they were having babies. They were breeding. They, were, they had friends. Um, they uh, 
by choice went to the water instead of the morphine. Yeah. And like for someone who's dealt with addiction and thought about that, like that's huge. Yeah. That's huge. You can't say you're a bad person. Don't do drugs, and then leave them in the same situation that Let's put them led them cell. to drugs, Let's or put, them in, a put them in a cell, or leave them with you know in the same apartment with um, cable TV and like a Taco Bell job. Yeah. Like that. What's the reason? Mm-hmm. You know. But put someone out with like the availability for nature to exercise their body, to eat food that nourishes them and makes, you know, their mental faculties work the way they're supposed to. Like then you have a fighting chance. And so when you think about people being sick mentally and you think about the apartment and the cubicle job and the TV and the phone is your your sense of entertainment. Stepping back means you're putting down the phone for long enough to cook a meal. And, you know, you're, when you are looking at your phone, it's because you're researching how your water system works. All those things were going to like make you feel better mm-hmm. and, and, and feeling better is good. Yeah. And it can happen like a little bit at a time. Like mm-hmm. for, for people who have suffered from depression, it can, it can feel like there's no way to turn that around when you're in it. But just do one stupid, even if you think it's stupid the whole time, you just pick one thing and do one thing. And just keep doing that one thing and try to like just increase that by little by little. And then maybe you find, you know, you don't want to work at that shit job anymore and you want to move out to the county and you want to, you know, get a little more rural and have a little more space or you're going to get serious about trying to find a mate because you know that being married is a good thing and yeah. you want to have kids, you know, things, things like that, that our society is telling us not to do anymore. Right. It's not important anymore. We don't need that anymore. Maybe you're even selfish to want such things. Yeah. To think about, uh, the overpopulation. We're overpopulated yeah. and you just want to have kids. Yeah. Now they're Cause you putting, think it'll give your life have you meaning. you seen this bullshit online? I've only scrolled past it because that's what I do, but it's like a VR baby. Now you can what? have a virtual reality baby and it's, no. the picture is someone with one of those VR headsets and special VR glasses gloves and they're like this and there's like an outline of a baby like they're holding a baby in their arms like playing with the baby so is this for pride month <laughs> no but that's the kind of thing like if i really thought about that when i was looking at that picture i could start crying like yeah. i could get goosebumps and like like water will come out of yeah. my eye holes yeah and it's not i don't want to and i'm not a pussy but <laughs> but You're not I'm, <laughs> I'm not a girl and i'm not a fag but i would totally <laughs> i am a woman um but i would totally like want to cry because that's so fucking sad because people are trying to fill that hole in their life that is comes from being with children no or one, being with like loved ones at least no one with with children would ever think to do that no. Oh my gosh. No. No one with a family would ever think to do that. I wouldn't think. Maybe a child. A child would be like, oh, oh I could I try it. play with a baby. You That's know, a fun I'm too, game. I'm too young to have a family, but I could pretend. No, but you if know? this is I mean, is same our... as uh, playing... playing uh, with uh, dolls. Uh, what a, uh, playing playing uh, mommy and daddy, you know, like... Oh, kids. like house. When you play playing house. house. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, playing house when you're when when we were kids. That was like I never wanted to do that. That was like a girly thing, but I'd get roped into it. It'd be like, if you play house for an hour, if you play the dad for an hour, then we'll come outside and play baseball with you, you know, or whatever. Uh-huh. But um, uh, that would be like a modern equivalent to that. But the idea that uh, you know a twenty year old man would would want like, to do something like that because I feel he's, like it's more like a 50 year old woman who never had a family there you go that's and they have like cats maybe and or you're not even allowed to have cats anymore in the scenario i don't know but it's really sad cat flu <laughs> there's 
so much cat. We should tell our kids that it's cat flu and just call our cats. Oh, sorry. We had to get rid of the cats. Oh, sorry. Some people call it the pussy flu. I think that's what everyone in this culture has right now. Pussy flu. flu. Uh, yeah. uh, we joke. We love our cats, but we don't. And we, we love pussies, too. <laughs> I totally love pussy. <laughs> I want that shirt. I love pussy. I, I heart pussy. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! It's such a world of difference. Thinking if I wore that shirt versus if you wore that shirt, <laughs> I have like the the pointy cat eye glasses, and like I could kind of look. Oh, look! She's a hipster. She's super. She's hip. How and about, then you're like just this fucking disgusting sex offender. <laughs> how about a shirt with a with a picture, a photograph on it? Of a cat getting a bath. Uh-huh. And it says, I heart wet pussy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good one, too. Um, I also think it's funny that when we first met, I took you to my cabin in eastern Washington. We went camping. I have this picture of you, and you look really... I don't know. You're making a funny face. And like, there's a sun. Stop rape shirt. Yes. There's a sunset. And you have this black shirt. And all it says is in big white letters is stop rape. And I think I was with you when you found it at Value Village. And you're like, I'm buying this. I was like, you should buy this. You buy it, you know. And then every that our conversation was always like, you can really play with the punctuation here. And like is it make, a question mark? Stop rape? Stop rape? Or is it um, like a comma? Like stop rape. Like, <laughs> and I was like, like hammer like stop, time? Hammer time. <laughs> like hammer time. Which is kind of saying the same thing. Hammer time. Rape. You know, drop, oh, dropping the hammer. Gross. Gross. Yes. Oh, yeah. So you that know, was fun. Uh, I did have that before we met, though. Did you? I thought that we found yeah, it. Yeah, because I had village. I had two. Mm-hmm. I got two at the same time at the at the thrift store. Uh, one that said stop rape and one that said stop abortion. What? Yes. Yes. This was all the way back to when I worked at the food co-op. Oh, my God. The meat department uh-huh. there. And I wore the stop abortion shirt in hippie lefty la la land. And it was, I, I, I told myself, I'm never fucking wearing this again to work because it was the longest day I ever had. <laughs> I could not go five minutes without having to have, not a conversation. I don't think I had a conversation about abortion the whole, whole day. It was arguments about abortion. And it was so fucking retarded. And then I lost that shirt. It completely disappeared. I wore it. I told myself I'm never going to wear it to work again. I did laundry. I swear I saw it in the laundry and I never saw it again. Do you, do you have a roommate that would have stolen yeah. it and thrown it away? I had like four roommates who would have burned oh my it. God. Um, so that's uh, just, I, I just know that I had that before because I got those at the same, they looked identical. Just one said stop rape and one said stop abortion. What a great set of t-shirts. Really? Oh, I feel like I can picture myself finding that at Value Village. But, I mean, I've found you a lot of cool shirts. You found me other cool shit. Comical stuff that you shouldn't have worn. But, yeah, but I, yeah that, was a, that was a good shirt. Do we still have that one? Stop, right? Yeah. I don't Did think so. It was, it was always a little too small for me. Yeah. Yeah, you look fat in the picture. Yeah. Well, I was a little fatter back then, too. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't my fittest. You're definitely holding a beer in the picture. Yeah. That's how long ago. And you had the Yosemite Sam mustache going on there. 
Oh yeah, I can picture that. I can think of that picture now. And a pony, the really long ponytail. Mm-hmm. I can't believe that I married you. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't like guys with long hair, but you know, you're cool. And then uh, you had a long, long beard. I was like, I don't really like beards, but whatever. But then you shaved your chin and just left like the full length of your mustache all the way down to where your beard had been. So it was like. I don't know, four inches past your chin. <laughs> and all scraggly and stuff. Yeah. That's a pretty cool guy. Classic. Super pretty hot. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Super hot. <laughs> yeah. Well, J- you know. James Hetfield on stop rape steroids. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely had a feeling while I was like, well, you know, there's not, not a lot of competition. I don't have to feel like worried that you're going to like leave me. No. <laughs> somebody else is going to throw themselves at you or something. I was pretty secure and that was not going to happen. Isn't that nice? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, um, I think we got into a little bit what I wanted to talk about with stepping back from the system as you can. And if anybody has anything to add to that or to tell me ways that you've been trying to do that in yeah. your situation, I'd love to hear about it. Please send us an email or send me an Instagram message. I would love to hear if this spawned anything in anyone's mind. They're like, oh, yeah, I do that by blank. Because, like, we only talked about food plumbing and cleaning up the road yeah uh, three three things water we talked a little water a little bit of well that's plumbing okay. um, <laughs> but uh like seriously i feel like i can apply this to any aspect of life yeah um, so and, like your clothing or your shoes uh-huh. or your car or your yeah cars put your one. own windshield wipers on <laughs> i said that yeah. in the other yeah who said podcast that? Oh, they that were talking about thing. waiting for two hours to get your windshield wipers put on i was like you know if you're gonna do one thing just learn to put on your own fucking windshield wipers <laughs> that's it's a, it's a great example like yeah. I don't, I don't know, but see, that's my point. Like we could do this all day. It's kind of, I don't know. It would get old. Uh, but I am curious if there's, if anybody at all hears this and says, I have an example of that, just shoot us a message and, and tell us because it would be, it'd be really great to see if there's stuff that we haven't thought of to Mm -hmm. apply this to. Yeah. Yeah. Or to just like, cause I'm imagining what it would be like in from someone's perspective that lives in a different situation than us, you yeah. know, like that's in more of a city or even more rural than us. Mm-hmm. Um, and just to hear from your point of view, um, in your different situation, uh, how, and how you're thinking about that or how you're making it work. Cause there are ways, like I feel stuck on this, um, here right now, uh, gasoline. Yeah. Gasoline's an example of like, I have all this equipment that runs on gas that, you know, I'm starting to like frown upon pulling the cord and starting. Yeah. Um, boy, it would sure be great if I could figure out a way to make gas that like, but even just starting to say that I'm like, fuck, Yeah. (laughs) that's a little too much, man. Uh, but is it, should it be like, maybe that should be, I don't know. Like, but then I go, fuck, that should be something I work on, but that, I feel ins- like that's going to consume all of my time. Instead of that, then like, how do you scale back from using, relying so much on gas running equipment? Yeah. And that can feel overwhelming too. But right. you know what I mean? These are these, these things that f- pick one that feels least overwhelming and start there, you know, right. do something, just something. And that, that's why I bring up the, the other extreme of gasoline. Like that feels overwhelming to me. Uh, well, toilets, plumbing, uh, to a a degree electrical, um, you know, all these things don't feel overwhelming to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are 
other things that are that are, that are bigger. Like we got you, you start with one thing, and maybe eventually you get to where you're pretty self reliant on dozens of things. But there are going to still be dozens more things to go after that. I've I've, I've kind of compared like prepping to being it's almost fractal. The farther you go down the the line, the more there is to do. Yeah. Because like even you know if we followed the 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 gasoline, it's like. Um, uh, you know, start making our own ethanol and, um, uh, but then it's like, well, what are we making this in? Well, it's all these like glass beakers and things like that. Well, should we be making our own glass glass? Should I be blowing glass? Well, and that's when I think the idea of being completely self-sufficient and the off the grid is like really not attainable in the way today. And it is, you can go Ted K, you know, you can live. I think it's attainable, but you just have to like, you, 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 you call it sacri- Here, here's where, where I have what I have in my, yeah. and, and, I, and, and you I sacrifice a lot and that's cool, man, if you're going to go do that. But I think a lot of us are wanting to live this hybrid of like yeah. a more natural lifestyle that's more in tune with the earth and nature and the cycles and, um, a better quality of life because we're eating real food and all of the things that they're trying, you know, opposite of what they're trying to force us to do. But we, but we also want to Google something to learn how to do it or go, yeah, go to a park or, um, you know, zoom our friends zoom, and zoom. record Very a podcast example. and listen to podcasts and mm-hmm. all of that other stuff that I find like actually really valuable that comes from the systems of technology that we have right sure. now. All kinds so of there's a hybrid there. It's uh, it's the old one foot in, one foot out. Yeah, I, I talk about that all the time. One foot in the matrix, one foot out of the matrix. You know, I I have to put my foot in the matrix because I have to. I, I need matrix dollars, so I you know I choose to put that foot in there, but I like to live outside of the matrix as much as I can. So I look at my real job as being at home, and that's where I'm not in the matrix, and I'm in what I call reality, mm-hmm. real life. Um, and it's it's the same thing when it comes to all this. It's just trying start with a pinky, start with a pinky toe, dip a toe in. Mm-hmm. Pretty soon you got five toes in. Pretty soon you got ten toes in. Then you got your ankles in. You know, then you're knee deep. And heck, knee deep is like that's like where we're at. Yeah, it's like super super deep into the <laughs> to the being out of the matrix or whatever. But yet we are only a, a quarter or a third of the way of our body actually being. Yeah. You know, we're, we're like not even balls deep. And even like Ted Kaczynski, <laughs> he's fucking, he was, you know, writing letters at least to universities. Yeah. yeah. He was uh, buying, he was he buying was, stamps. He was buying stuff. He was using the system. He wasn't completely out of the no, matrix. No, and like, I guess he would have been using his savings. To if he was to completely out of the matrix, he would have been content. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe. Well, I don't know. I feel like he needed a, a wife. But he couldn't have one, so maybe that's that mental illness that sure, he couldn't come sure. back from that MK Ultra. MK Ultra, that's MK Ultra is a hell of a drug. I'll tell you what. <laughs> you didn't laugh at my balls deep joke. I'm still a little hurt about uh, that. I was laughing inside. In here, where it counts. <laughs> in the insides, in your balls. <laughs> in my balls. <laughs> this is your balls. That was hilarious. I was laughing, but it was balls deep. Because I meant balls deep, like into the water, like you were up to your balls. Yeah. 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 Not the sexual part where it's like oh. the other thing. The well, I, I thought of it both ways. <laughs> <laughs> we're horrible. Okay. Well, I think that's enough for today. <laughs> yeah. Well, this was good though. Um, I, I I enjoyed this talk. Yeah. I I love you, and I love being able mm-hmm. to like actually sit down and talk with you. It's it's great in the middle of a matrix day. 
I love you too. And it was, it was, it was great. And I, I was hella afternoon. in the matrix until I got home. Yeah. I was so deep in the matrix today. It's retarded. It is yeah. fucking retarded out there. People. Oh gosh, it is. And uh, you know, maybe we can talk about that one way or another, some other day where it's not no. so hot, <laughs> no off limits. No, I have other matrix stuff. I do want to talk about, but not the yeah. shit I was dealing yeah. with today. All right. Well, we, um, we're thankful for anyone who's listening and, um, awesome to hear feedback and if you want to leave a review on like Apple oh, podcasts, yeah. it helps the algorithms. <laughs> You've heard that. I've, other I've heard other podcasts too. say that. Well, so I, I like assume to it's true. see them. It makes me really happy when someone leaves a review. So yeah, no, um, I do there's only like been two, that. I think three and one of them was mine. And every one. piece of, uh, of mail that we've gotten. Yeah. Uh, email or DMS on Instagram. That's those been are, awesome. Those are really great. It always makes us feel really good. Yeah. Uh, we haven't gotten anything negative. Um, and that's okay, but I expect it at some point. I have so, on my YouTube channel. You have. That's, yeah, that's people true. get angry about food. They yes. get super aggro about well, if diets. If you ferment it like that, then you're losing all the nutrients. Yeah, if you ferment it and then you cook it, you're losing all the probiotics. So what's the point? Yeah, I think, I think. see, that's the thing, though, is your YouTube is way bigger than this. Yeah. So it's like, it's like, it's, it's, it's. it's it shows that we're small. Uh-huh. That we, no, we're not uh, Tom Green. Tom Green. Um, Tom he was Green? on that movie. Tom Green was yeah. that his name? I yeah, know, yeah, I was just thinking you were gonna say Tom Woods, and then you said no. Nope. Uh, this is this is obscure, but it, it always stuck with me. There was a movie Heckler by yeah. uh, Jamie Kennedy. Yeah, um, that was about hecklers and and stand up, and Tom and they talked to all these stand ups about all these different um, hecklers, meaning like a person in the audience that would call you out and say you're dumb when you when you're yeah. trying to do your bit. And the, the movie's kind of meta in some ways, if I remember. It's been forever. It was since really I've good. I thought it was because it I started questioning: Is a critic a heckler? Yeah, you know, like where does it know, stop? Like, where, where is this line? Um, but Tom Green. Um, he talked in, on it uh, about his show, which was a, if, if I'm remembering right, it was a uh, public access show in Canada. Yeah. Super small, but it developed this, um, it would be the equivalent of like viral video uh, status, but back in the 90s where VHS tape traders got a hold of it and they started passing around this, this crazy guy who does stupid stuff uh, show from Canada. And... Through that, he got really, really big in a cult-like way. And, like, and he got yeah, letters. Really suddenly. He started getting letters every day from people who fucking loved him because you had to seek him out. You didn't accidentally find this shit and you had no idea. And then, was it MTV? He, he got an MTV yeah. show, yeah. He went on to MTV and he said after airing the first episode on MTV, he had never, ever, ever received anything even slightly negative, ever. And he was flooded with people calling him a fucking retard and an asshole and a jerk and all this stuff. And he was like, he's like, that's just the price that you pay to go public. Like, you know, and it was, yeah. and, and see, like, we're, we're not big enough that people, no, people pe- seek us people out. find us Nobody's through... accidentally hearing this yeah. and then getting pissed off. Why are they talking about chemtrails? You know? Uh, <laughs> no, if, no, they're not right. But if, if we were, say, to blow up and go viral and people were to really like our episode about uh, baby formula or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. And we got really big, like suddenly we had like, you know, 5,000 downloads or some some crazy amount, which I know some people would say that's still it's not, not much. not very much, but yeah. But they go, so 5,000 people listen to it and they're like, well, I'll check this out some more. And they go back to our first episode and it's all about chemtrails. 
and they and they suddenly fucking hate us and they have to tell us yeah yeah it's so it's weird it's a weird phenomenon yeah but you know keep sending us the good stuff because we know who we're talking to here we're not advertising this in a way where we're going to get stupid ass people listening to us yeah we're, we're getting people that we would want to hang out with in mm-hmm. real life to listen to us for the most part i think yeah hear and, that if you're hearing this we probably want to hang out with you yeah we want to chill and so, uh, you know, if you go into the sh- uh, show notes here, you can find our link tree and that has like all our contact stuff. You can find Chud on Instagram or Twitter, me on Instagram or Twitter, uh, the world as it is today at protonmail.com. And if you have kids and you're trying to, you know, step out of the system and you want to talk about it, you think you can hold a conversation, uh, over zoom with us. We're interested in having that conversation. For so sure. let us know. All right. Well, this has been the world as it was yesterday. That's confusing what? for people because they don't, I mean, if they got this far, they might not remember the intro the that told them the name of what they're listening to. Yeah, but no one's going to hear it till tomorrow. So we should probably be saying the world as it was yesterday oh, from shit. the start. All right. Scrap this whole thing. We're starting the podcast over. <laughs> Episode just, one. I'm going to delete this real quick. I'm going to delete the whole feed. <laughs> okay. All right. Love you, everybody. Peace out.